Dear God, are we into it or what? Because I ain't getting no love on Valentine's Day or on Side Chick Appreciation Day. Blessed be the fruit, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Outrageous Tales, the Spiritual Trap House. I am your host, Ray. And like always, I'm so excited that you've decided to tune in with me for another episode. This episode is going to be lit. We are uh, moving forward into, you know, deeper into the story um, of the Song of Solomon. Last week, we kind of touched on qualities that you should be looking for in regards to someone you're interested in dating. And then this episode, we're going to tap into qualities that a healthy dating relationship should possess. So, um, we about to get lit. We about to get crazy. We about to dive into it, tap into it and get into the word again. Thank you for listening. Moving right along to our outrageous announcements. Um, first and foremost, let me go ahead and give you all my Valentine's Day weekend checkup. So first, on Friday, I literally woke up in the morning and I was kind of feeling down. I'm like, okay, God, I don't think I'm getting no Valentine or I don't think I have no Valentine this year. And I instantly, with where I am in regards to my mental health, I'm like up and down, up and down, up and down. I know my friends are so annoyed by me, but I'm up and down. And, you know, leading up to Valentine's Day, I was kind of a little worried. I had kind of told my therapist the day before or, you know, when I had therapy, I'm like, I don't really know how I'm going to feel about Valentine's Day. I'm like, let me not get nothing. And I'm going crazy. I'm going off. I'm popping off. I'm going off. I'm, I'm popping up at houses. I'm doing crazy stuff. I'm like, I don't have time for this. And, you know, me and my therapist, you know, she was really like talking to me and she was like, you need to get out, the, get out of the mindset of thinking that everything is happening to you instead of believing and trusting and knowing that everything is happening for you. So that really like sat with me and I was really like, you know, thinking and praying and manifesting on everything that she had told me because it's like, okay, things are happening, you know, for me, for my development, for my strength, for me to be more Christ-like. And so that happened. So still on Friday, you know, me being me, I'm like waking up all sad. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go into work. I'm just going to call into work because I can't get out of bed. Like that's that's how I be thinking in the morning. But literally I woke up and within like three minutes, my homegirl, my friend, my ride or die, she texts me. She's like, hey, Ray, I know it's Valentine's Day. I know you feel up in the air about today, but I want you to know. She was like, I love you. You're a strong woman. You're powerful. Like you touch people, you lead people. She was just really, you know, manifesting and like just really speaking to my heart and soul. And it was literally what I needed to get out of bed and to do what I needed to do for Raven. And she was just like, at the end of the day, you know, if you just want to sit and FaceTime me all day, all night, like, you know, we can do this that because, you know, I'm here for you. I'm your friend. I love you. And regardless of a relationship or not, you have God, you have a strong, solid relationship with God and you are a good person who will be blessed. And I'm like, come through friend. Like, 
man, AP, I love you. Like, ooh, I love you. Um, so yeah, that happened on Valentine's Day morning. Later on that night, I ended up having Valentine's Day with my friend Bree here in Dallas. Um, we got dressed up. We were looking like some ooh, some meals. We got dressed up. We went. Um, we we're looking really cute. Also, let me plug my homegirl Bree. She is a stylist here in Dallas. Ooh, she's thickety thick thick. And I ain't even talking about fat thick. She thick in the ooh, she thick, she's slim in the waist and thick in the ooh in the backside. She is single. She's also a stylist. So if you're interested, um her Instagram page is styles underscore by underscore Camilla B. You can also reach her um, by email at stylist Camilla B at gmail.com and that's C A M I L L A and then B as in Bravo at gmail.com. But we had a real life Valentine's Day. We had dinner, we had drinks. Um, the little spot we went to had like a little bar upstairs. So we went up there, we had pictures, we danced a little bit. Um, it was just a great time, like just spending time around like a strictly platonic friend and just enjoying each other's company, being able to have intellectual conversations and talk about future goals, business and spiritually. It was just amazing. It was literally the best. It was it was simple, but it was the best Valentine's Day ever. So shout out to Bree. And then you all know, I've just been talking about self-care, self-care, self-care. So on Saturday, Saturday was Ray Day. And previously, when I was in a different like mindset before all of this ghetto depression stuff happened, I would literally have a Ray Day where once a month where I just spent the entire day doing any and everything that I wanted to do for me. So yesterday, I had my first Ray Day in probably like a year. So Ray Day consisted of Saturday morning, I woke up, I went and got my face beat. I'm talking Ike and Tina. I'm talking Bobby and Whitney. I'm talking Chris Brown and Rihanna. Wait, I don't condone um, domestic violence, but I'm just telling you, I got my face beat and I got some fire, fire, fire lashes put on. My sister did my makeup. Um, her Instagram, let me plug her real quick, is Cno, so that's C-N-O, and then underscore the curvy fashionista. So Cno underscore the curvy fashionista, fashionista. She beat my face. She gave me a full, like, natural glam. I was looking like, bruh, I was looking fine. And then she installed uh, my lashes by my homegirl, AP. Um, she has an Instagram, it's a full-time rebel, um, all together, one word, full-time rebel. I got me some lashes by her and, you know, I was, I was ready for the day. So after I got my makeup done, I went to brunch at a cute little spot here in Dallas. And I was just really, you know, feeling myself. I was just able to sit and enjoy my meal and just really spend time with Raven, focus on Raven and just enjoy, you know, the time and the moment. Then after that, I, um, I ended up going out that night. I ended up going to the club. I know like people have mixed feelings about Christians going to the club, but it's like, as long as you're strong enough in your faith and who you are, first of all, I'm not going to answer to Nanny. I went to the club. I sure did went to the club. Sure did go to the club. And I had an amazing time. And anybody who knows me knows that literally when I go out, I never 
do anything. I don't dance. I don't engage in conversation with people. I literally sit there, look cute. I know how to do this one little bounce because I can't dance. I don't really have rhythm. I do like this one little bounce and I flip my hair and you, you know, I bat my eyes a little bit. I'm doing the motions as I'm speaking into the microphone, but I sit there, bat my eyes, flip my hair over my shoulder, look down at the ground and I'm just really, you know, just being cute. But yesterday, y'all, I had the littest time ever. I was mingling with people. I was dancing. I was just really focusing on raving. I was I was looking fine. If y'all not friends with me on Facebook, find me on Facebook. I was looking like a whole meal. I was looking like a snack. I was looking like all of that. And I just really had a good time. I, was, I had no worries. I was stress-free. And I just felt free. Have you ever just felt free? That's like how I felt. I felt free. I felt like I was the baddest female in the room and I'm standing firm on it hands down. I was the baddest female in the room and I just really felt good. It felt so good. So that happened. Oh, and then as I was walking out the club, I ended up running into two of the um, hosts for like a really big, um, a really big, um, a really big, um, the the uh, radio station here, I'm sorry, K104, it's like the hip hop and R&B um, radio station here in Dallas. I ran into two of the hosts of like the morning show, um, Lady Jade and Michael Sean, and we were really able to like sit, connect, talk. I mean, it was very brief, but we like took pictures together. We took videos together. We were able to exchange information. I'm just like, okay, God, come through, come through Jesus, you know? And it's crazy because I I really wasn't even thinking, or I didn't even know that the radio station would be at the club. Somebody just invited me out and I'm like, yeah, I'll just go out and celebrate you with you or whatever. And it's like, I literally was able to meet and connect with them. And I'm like, man, God, you so dope. Like you just straight came through for the kid. And, you know, I was really grateful for that. So this Valentine's Day weekend has just been like just refreshing. It's just like a new feeling for like Valentine's Day. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty much, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't slap the mic, but yeah, that was pretty much everything that happened, you know, Valentine's Day weekend in regards to me. So our real announcements, I got three short, quick ones because I kind of went overboard in regards to my Valentine's Day weekend. But um, Kobe Bryant's, um, they had like a private funeral um, already. And that was on February 7th. But he's actually having a memorial service at the Staples Center on February 24th. So um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be streaming live and things like that. So I know the nation... And everybody is getting ready for that. So, again, my condolences to Kobe Bryant and then Gigi. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, that's going to happen on the 24th. So, I think it's at, I want to say 2 p.m., but I could be lying. Um, But I'm sure if you Google it, you'll be able to find it. Um, Secondly, it was All-Star Weekend. And, bruh, Sunday service in Chicago was lit they streamed it live they have some portions of it on um on instagram on you know the sunday service page and it was so lit it was super lit so definitely tune into that and see what they had going on in regards to sunday service it was super lit i love stuff like that like it gets me turned up i just be like a little christian ratchet like ooh, yes hey hey so that was cool and then finally my last announcement for you um 
I've, I've already spoke on on Lexi B previously from my other episodes. Lexi B, she um, is from St. Louis. She has a podcast called God Plus Girl. It was really like one of my inspos whenever I was dealing with, you know, whether I should start or not. She was literally, literally the person like, yeah, you need to start your podcast. You need to order this microphone. If this is your budget, boom, boom, boom. Here's a mic for your budget. You know, if you need anything, editing, if you need encouragement, if you need to pray, call me. Like she was like the plug, the plug, plug the big plug the only plug there's no plug above her so she really like plugs me in regards to you know getting started on the podcast and she's having her one year anniversary mixer and book launch and it's actually in in st louis on february 22nd i believe it's from 5 to 7 p.m and it's on washington street in st louis so everybody if you're from st louis you know what washington washington street is um there is an event bright page for it but if you go to um her website is god plus girl podcast.com I'm sure there's going to be more details on the website or if you want to contact her um, in regards to the mix, mixer and book launch, please, please, please visit her website, godplusgirlpodcast.com. And that is all the announcements I have for you today. Up next, we have Tales from the Bee. It's where I remix and retell those not-so-easy-to-follow Bible stories. I give it to you straight. Absolutely no chaser. This week's uh, B-Tale, we are picking back up where we left uh, from last week. And basically, remember, we are coming from the Song of Solomon And it's a love story. It follows a relationship from start to finish, from the dating phase to the courting, relationship, marriage, and maintaining that relationship. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, please stop where you are. Go back and listen to that episode. That way you can kind of progress with the story and follow along as you see fit. Um, This episode is going to be very similar to last week's episode where I read. Yeah, I know it's each one teach one. Can't read very well, but I'm going to read the scripture and then we're going to circle back and just touch on each point. So for this week, we are going to discuss um, three qualities that your relationship should uh, possess. So last week we were talking about five qualities that you should be looking for in a partner when, you know, potentially dating them. And then this week we're moving into once you all are dating and in a relationship, things that you know, qualities that the relationship should have um, in progression and things like that. So for our reading, we're coming from still the Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse eight through 17. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, Again, bear with me as I read and struggle um, with the Bible as well. So uh, this is the bride, the bride speaking. Um, The voice of my beloved, I'm sorry, we're starting right at, um, again, chapter two, verse eight. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold where he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away with me. 
For behold, the winter has passed, the rain is over and gone, and the flowers appear on the earth, and the time of singing has come, and basically the spring, like springtime has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. Oh, my dove in the clefts of the rock and the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. My beloved is mine and I am his. He gazes among the lilies until the day he breathes the sha- um, until the day he breathes and the shadows flee. Turn, my beloved, be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the cleft of the mountains. And basically she was saying, play with my breast. <laughs> she said, be like a, a Giselle or a young stag on the cliff of the mountains, which are basically her breasts. Come play with my breast, boy. <laughs> but um, not before marriage. But yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, So again, that was Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 8 through 17. And again, uh, we're about to jump into, you know, three Three things that when you're in a relationship, three of the qualities that should be going on when you're developing a relationship that will last, when you're creating a bond that will last, when you're creating something that's solid, when you getting yo, when you trying to pick out, you know, your down chick, like these are some of the qualities that your relationship should have. So number one, there should always, always, always be a progression towards marriage. I don't know if we tapped on it or touched on it a little bit last week, but there should always be progression towards marriage. And for this one, we're coming from chapter two, verse eight through 13. And I'm gonna go back and read it. And it says, the voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle, like a young stag. Behold where he stands behind our wall gazing through the windows, looking through the lattice, my beloved speaks and says to me, arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter has gone, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, and the time of, and the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs, and the vines are in blossom, they give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away with me. And basically in your dating relationship, when you've made it Facebook official, when this is your man and this is your woman, your relationship is not going to be stagnant. If you've been dating and not going anywhere, then you should be concerned. You're not, when you're dating and in a relationship with someone, it's not intended for you all to just be dating or in a relationship, should I say, in a relationship for two, three, four, five years. Like, no. What's, you know, what, what's going on? Why are you all just dating or talking for three, four, five years? Like if you're in a relationship with somebody, you all should be progressing towards marriage. I know when I was reading and doing studies on this chapter, a pastor had gave an example, um, an airport example. It's like when you go to the airport, you don't just go to the airport to hang around. Like ain't nobody going to the airport every day 
all day just to sit and chill. You always go there. You go to a, to the airport for a destination to get to a new destination. So when you're in a relationship, you're you're dating like um the your your relationship is kind of like the airport. You're at the airport to get to your next destination. You're in a relationship to get into the next destination, which is marriage. You should always be moving towards the direction of marriage. Just like in the airport, everything's expensive. Today I just went and got some bananas. I got like um, seven or eight bananas for like a dollar, less than a dollar. I think it was like 83 cent or something like that. But had I went to the airport and got one banana, it probably would have ran me about $3. Everything is overpriced and it's expensive. So no one is just spending, you know, their time at the airport all willy nilly because it's fun. You're literally there to get to the next destination. Um, and if you were, and then like in the same con, in the same context, if you think about it, dating someone with no intentions of getting married to them, it's like going shopping with no money. Who does that? I don't know. But either two things are gonna happen if you go shopping with uh, no money. One, you're gonna get pissed off. So dating somebody with no intentions of getting married, somebody's going to get pissed off because somebody's bound to want more nine times out of 10. Or number two, if you shopping with no money, you're going to end up stealing point blank period. I remember one time um, when I was younger, I think my sister had took me to, uh, I think it was Ross or TJ Maxx, one of those little stores like that. I called myself, it was um, like the May Day Parade. I had to have been a freshman or sophomore in... Um, in school, in high school or whatever. And I was trying to go to this parade with my friends and I had found the little dress. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, but there was like a dress, like a, a t-shirt at the top and it looked like a skirt at the bottom, but it was one piece, but it looked like a two piece. I tried to steal one of those from the store and I ended up getting caught red handed. Like what? I don't even know why I was still looking crazy. Then now that I think about this, it, like I was stealing something that was not even meant to be stole, just something dumb. And the same with you being in a relationship with someone with no intentions on marrying them. You're stealing something or a piece of someone that does not belong to you. Whether you're having sex with them and you all create a soul tie and a bond, it's like you take something, you're taking something from them that is invaluable and it does not belong to them. You're taking away a piece of their heart, a piece of their love, their honesty, their trust, their innocence in a sense. You're just taking it away for fun. You're literally stealing something that does not belong to you. So if you have no intentions on marrying them, then uh, just go, you know? So you're not, if you're not in the season to get married, you should not be in a relationship with anybody. You should not be, you know, taking those next steps or leading someone on to believe that it's going to be something that it is not going to be. So, um, that's that one. You should, the progression, if you're in a relationship, there should always be a progression towards marriage. Um, number two, you should be expressing the intimate, the most intimate, most sacred parts of your life with the person that you're in a relationship with. So for this one, it's going to be chapter two, verse 14. And this one states, oh, my dove in the clefts of the rocks, in the cannies of the cliff, in the clan, in the crannies of the cliffs, I'm sorry, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And basically, you know, they're saying it's like 
you let me the he's saying, you know, they're saying like, let me see your face. Let me see who you are. At the end of the day, you know, I see past that. Let your guards down. Open up to me. Be vulnerable with me. Be 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 open with me. Be selfless with me. Tell me your your wounds. Tell me where you're hurting. Tell me your fears. Tell me your pain. Tell me your insecurities. You should be open enough to speak on your sexual past. It's like you owe it to that person. And it's like you're not um you're not being you know to the point where you are what's the word um glorifying or honoring you know your past but you're just being vulnerable and letting them know where you've been and what you've done. You're just being open about everything. And if we circle back to like the airport example, it's kind of like when you are at the airport and you're trying to get to your final destination, it's like you you doing a bag check. Like I'm checking my stuff, you checking, I'm checking my stuff, I'm checking your stuff and vice versa. We're checking up on each other to make sure that we have our baggage together, make sure everything is everything is accounted for. And that's that's something that you should be doing in your relationship as well. It's like, when you turn your fears, like when you express that those those things that you wouldn't necessarily let somebody know on the first day, it's like you turn your fears into confidence and that confidence turns into intimacy. And it's like you all get to a level that's so deep where it's like you're not even afraid to express who you are to that person anymore. And if we... um if you think about Genesis uh, chapter two with Adam and Eve, um, Adam and Eve, they were naked and they were without shame. And that's the same way that you should be with your partner and whoever you're in a relationship, because at the end of the day, the end game is marriage. So it's like if they don't accept you for who you are, then you need to move around and you shouldn't be afraid to express who you are or to express, you know, the past or your pain or your insecurities. You shouldn't be afraid to express that with someone um, who you plan on being married to. Um, so that's that. So number two, you should be able to express the most intimate parts of your life with your partner openly without fear of judgment or anything like that. And I'm not saying on the first date, you let them know like, oh, you know, well, this is what, this is what I done did. A, B, C, and D, E, F, G, because you know, I ain't saying scare nobody off. And at the end of the day, everybody don't need to be in your business. But if you all have been dating for a while, it's just like it's a feeling where you know, okay, this is something that I should express to my boyfriend or to my girlfriend. So just being open and being vulnerable and letting them know your most intimate self. And then finally, number three. Um, you should be in a relationship that's progressing towards marriage. You should be able to address specific issues both together and separately. And for this one, it comes from chapter two, verse 15. And it states, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoiled the vineyards for our vineyards are in blossom. And basically, they're literally talking about foxes in a vineyard. And if you're unfamiliar, like a vineyard where um, we're talking vineyards where grapes are grown. And basically, before a grape forms, there's actually like a bud. So basically, foxes will get into these vineyards and eat the bud of a grape before it even blossoms into, you know, um, the grape that it's supposed to be. It's like it's at the beginning of the season, a fox would just go in and eat the bud before it's even a grape is even given the opportunity to grow into what it was supposed to be. So basically, 
It's saying there's different foxes in your relationship that will just corrupt, sabotage, or eat your relationship before you've even came into the full blossom or the full bloom of what God intended your relationship to be. So think about like it's 2020. Think about some of the foxes in the relationships that we're having, you know, right now. So specifically, um, a big fox that comes into my mind is like, um, like your, your conflict style or your communication during conflicts. I feel like that's like the number one killer of all relationships. Cause nowadays it's 2020, 2020, we just have some makeup sex. We get into it and then we have makeup sex. People act like sex is just the healer of all healings. Like, yes, sex does feel good. And God intended for sex to feel good. However, it does not fix a situation at hand. It's just like, you have to realize what type of communicator you are doing during conflicts. It's like, are you the type that'll just shut down? Are you the type that will just act like it'll never happen? Are you the type that will just want to fight and act out of control? And it's like conflicts will crush and kill a relationship before it even, you know, started. And I know that um, another another conflict or another fox in a relationship that people don't even realize is a issue in a relationship is like pornography. I ain't finna talk, say me specifically, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, I've recently been on Pornhub myself and there's literally a category for everything that you can think of sexually. If you wanted to say, if you wanted to see Kool-Aid being dripped on toes by an Asian man and a black woman, I'm pretty sure you can find it. Anything you th- can think of is out there. And people don't really think about how uh, pornos or pornography really impacts their relationships. Some people need a porno just to, just to get started and get it going. And it's just like pornography is feeding an unreal, an unrealistic desire or appetite. It's like taken out of taking, it's taking sex out of context, um, and, and, and away from the way in which God intended for sex to be. It was meant to be, you know, between two people that are, are married, but it's like, we're putting such a strong emphasis on sex when sex is not even, it shouldn't be like 90% of the relationship. So sometimes pornography and those desires, like, it's just like, you want more and more and more and more and more and more and more. It's like, okay, I was on this and this was what, this was what got me there for this season. And after that, now I want to see orangutans pop, lock and dropping it on a on their tiptoes or something like that. And it's just like you have to be able to nip it in the bud and say, okay, pornography is becoming an issue in our relationship. So, you know, let's let's work on communicating and moving past it. Or um, another fox, I guess, in a relationship would be like holding grudges. I heard one pastor saying that he would not marry two people if either one of them were holding grudges like against their parents or something that happened, you know, to them like in their past. If they're holding any type of grudge against like a person, place, thing, situation or circumstance, he would not marry them. And basically, and it was like he wouldn't marry them because your significant other, your partner, they're going to hurt you deeply. No marriage is going to be perfect. There's going to be trials, tribulations, situations, and circumstances that are going to piss you the heck off and have you ready to fight whoever you're with. And it's just like, if you, if you are the type of person that's going to hold on to a grudge, you're not the type of person that should be, you know, trying to get married or not, or not trying to get married. You should be working on moving toward moving 
moving moving towards healing in those relationships because it's like Satan wants to kill your relationship before it even blossoms or even be or even before it turns good. He wants he wants y'all to get divorced. He doesn't want you all to even get to the point of marriage. He wants any and everything bad to happen to you. So it's just like take a step back and think about the foxes that are in your relationship. What are some of the foxes that you're dealing with in regards to you and your relationship that's preventing you all from getting to where you need to be in regards to marriage? Um, so that was the, that was the final. And then that was the final and third point. So addressing specific issues, both together and separately and doing what needs to be done to move forward and, you know, to break the cycle of, you know, just the mental abuse that you have, you know, been, been through or that are currently going through. And finally, um, we're going to just touch base on chapter two, verse 16. It's basically, this is basically like the, the official engagement line of the chapter. So chapter 16 says, my beloved is mine and I am his. He grazes among the lilies. And basically we know that this is like the engagement line just because literally chapter three starts like the wedding day. So it's like, they've kind of talked about, you know, everything that, that, that it took to maintain a relationship. So next week it's going to be lit. It's going to be the wedding night. So, you know, it's going to be some bump and grind that we're going to get into in regards to that. So again, just to kind of sum up everything that we've discussed. So three things that your relationship should possess is that it should be one, it should be moving towards marriage. The progression towards marriage should be real. And again, that that goes into the driving clarity. There should be clarity and progression towards marriage. If, if it ain't there, that ain't it. Number two, you all should be expressing the most intimate parts of your life with each other with no fear or shame. It should be a safe place where you and your partner can communicate directly with each other. And then finally, number three, you all should be addressing specific issues. You guys should be addressing issues together or addressing issues separately. So that's pretty much all I have for details. Um, episode number, or I guess um, the third section or segment of this Song of Solomon um, storyline is going to be the wedding day, which is going to be on and popping because I already know when my wedding day comes, <laughs> I'm going to be super lit. So I might have to tell my mom and dad to uh, excuse yourself after dinner. But yeah, so look forward to that next week. So question. How good was the pullout last week? Woo child. So for today's pullout story, I think I kind of have two. So just in general, this week has been like a great refreshing week for me. Um, I know at work, we took like this disc personality test like a year ago. I took it at work. And basically, um, like with disc, it puts you into four different types of personality, like a dominant and inspiring, a supportive and a cautious um, personality uh, type trait type of thing or whatever. So um, after you got your personality type, they kind of put the personality with like a bird characteristic. So for dominant, 
dominant, they're like an, an eagle, like a strong, dominant person for inspiring. They put you with like a parrot, somebody who likes to talk a lot, who's just like the go-getter, the encourager, things like that, like the cheerleader of the team. There was a supportive role, and that's more so of like a dove, like a nurturing type of person. And then there was a cautious, uh, for cautious, they put you with like an owl, somebody who's like straight by the book, kind of just wants to follow them you know, the rules and things like that. So like for my personality type, I'm a parrot. I like to talk a lot. I like to root the team on. I like to be like, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. If there's an issue, I'm like, let's talk it out. What's going on? Like, can we all just be friends? And this girl on my team, she actually, we took a follow-up class here recently and it was just, and it was just kind of like a reminder of like the initial class that we took and, you know, just kind of like how to approach people based off their personality type and things like that. So the girl on my team, she kind of was just like, Raven, I kind of remember, I kind of remember you when you were fun and outgoing, you used to like talk a lot. You were like the life of the party at work. Like I thoroughly enjoyed coming to work because I knew you were here. And she was like here recently, she was like, since I took the class and I understood a little bit more about your personality type, I understand that you're quiet and standoffish because you're under a lot of stress, like you're going through something. And it's like, in regards to your personality, when you're under a lot of pressure or you're under a lot of stress, you do, um, it's like counterreactive of, what, of how you would typically act when you're your best self. So she was like, I noticed that you've been standoffish and it's because you're under stress. And she was like, I don't like Raven when she's stressed. She was like, you need to get unstressed. And it was just that like small conversation that meant so much to me because I'm like, dang, you are right. And it's like, I'm in control of my life. I control my happiness. I control my peace, my sanity and everything. So when she said that, I'm like, dang, I need to switch, you know, how I feel about myself and how I feel about the situations and circumstances that I'm in. Cause I'm like, yeah, dang, I was this fun, energetic person at work. And now it's like, I come to work and sometimes I can get by without saying anything to anyone. So this week I made a conscious, conscious, conscious effort to, you know, be communicating and just shake the back to the old Raven. And I guarantee you, I call um, the supervisors and managers at work, I call them the feds. So I know the feds been mad because we have been having a good time at work. We just been talking out loud and it's like energy goes where energy flows. So this whole week, I'm just like, okay, God, it's going to be a good week. I manifest peace, positivity. I manifest, you know, encouraging words from the team. I met, I manifest uh, unison, and just everything. I'm just praying and like telling God, like, this is how this week is going to be. It's going to be a fun week. Like we're not doing any of like the negativity. And it's like this week at work was like a fun week. Like granted, the same work was there, but it's like, if you change your mindset, mindset, you change your life. So I really took heed to what she was saying. And like my whole work week felt refreshing as heck. Granted, I was still ready to go throughout the entire day, but I was being petty. I was being in the chats and I was conversing with my team members. I got them little Valentines and they were so cute. I got them like personal cards and I know it just really made them feel better about their position and who they are and what they mean to the team. I got them personal cards with personal messages and I gave them little tin cans that were so cute with like little affirmations in there. I'm like, I'm not doing candy. Like people know I don't eat candy. I don't eat sweets. I don't drink sodas or anything like that. So I didn't give them candy. I really gave them just affirmations and positive vibes. And, you know, that was just like amazing. Like this week has literally been like just a refresher. It felt so good. And like, I'm almost excited to get back to it tomorrow 
tomorrow. So it's like you can't allow the devil to like mentally torment you or for you to get in a space where you feel defeated. Because if you tell yourself that you you're defeated, then you start to feel defeated. And it's just like, no, you don't let the devil have the have a control over your life. You control your own life. You control your own um, happiness. Take back your happiness. Reclaim your time, sis. I am reclaiming my time. I am reclaiming my time. So this week was amazing. I'm looking forward to, you know, work, the, um, you know, moving forward. And it's just like, be, take a, take a risk and change the way that you think. Because I promise when you change the way that you think and put forth a, co- a conscious effort to be a better person or a better associate or a better worker, friend, family member, baby, mama, baby, daddy, husband, wife, Whoever, when you make it up in your mind that you want better, you'll do better. And even though doing better feels, you know, foreign, as long as you work on it, when you work on it, you'll become consistent and it'll become a habit. And I'm telling you, energy goes where energy flows. My whole team, we was lit all this week and we're going to be lit lit next week. I'm standing on it. I'm claiming it. It is what it is. And that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. The pullout was so lit. Ooh. The pull I was lit this week. Thank you, Jesus. So we made it to the end of the episode. And like always, thank you for listening. Thank you for riding this wave with me. I really appreciate you for just being down. Um, this week, I am going to give you all a bit of homework because as a whole, I feel like We all need to hold each other accountable. So this week, every morning for the first three to five minutes after you wake up, go ahead and put you a bottle of water next to your bed. I want you to drink some water. I want you to pray. I want you to do your manifestations and I want you to do your affirmations. You've had this homework before. So just go ahead, pray, manifest and affirm what it is and what it ain't going to be. Um, spend this time as some intimate time between you and God. I'm not saying do it for 30, 45 minutes, literally three to five minutes, baby steps. I'm right there with you. Um, cause I struggle with it as well. I wake up checking Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, acting crazy. So yeah, three to five minutes, give it to yourself, mind your business, sip your water and just do something that's going to benefit you in the long run. Uh, being said, close your head or close your eyes, bow your head and we about to pray. Hey God, it's me again. It's us again. It's Outrageous Tales, the podcast again. God, may nothing separate me from you today or this week or this lifetime. God, teach me how to choose your way today so that each step will lead me closer to you. God, help me to walk by your word and not by my feelings. Help me to keep my heart pure and undivided. Protect me from my own careless thoughts, my own careless words, and my own careless actions. And keep me from being distracted by my wants, by my desires, by my thoughts on how things should be instead of how you intended for them to be. Father God, help me to embrace what comes my way as an opportunity rather than a personal inconvenience. And finally, God, help me rest in the truth of you. I love you so much, God. 
you're my father, you're my homie, you're my lover, you're my friend. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for staying 10 toes down. Thank you for loving me when I didn't even love myself. Thank you for showing me who's real. Thank you for showing me who's fake. And thank you for showing me unconditional love. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. Shine, Lord.